Episode 44, Do Not Go Gently, Part 1. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Betrion, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Deer. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Curse of Strahd Twice Bitten, the show where five DMs take on D&D's top gothic horror campaign. As always, I am Dragna Carter, your host and DM, and we are going to dive right in this week, right back into Barovia. Stick around, because I think things are getting a little bit dicey in the Amber Temple. Kaya, how are you feeling? And that's what we hear from Lillison. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. There's like oh, a gentle, well. like, sizzle, but about it. <laughs> Beautiful. Did something burn something? It's like, is, are we, am I having a stroke? Does anyone else smell toast? Someone smells like burnt hair. Oh, well, we'll see how difficult it is to get that scent out of the carpeting or whatever the Amber Temple has for flooring materials as soon as we dive into this week's episode of Twice Bitten. A striking elven female with an almost ritualized poise, Kiva Cyrilai always endeavors to be a level-headed mediator and a soothing presence in the lives of all she meets. Determined to look ever forward, she relies on controlling day-to-day -day chaos. Anyone who watches her for long enough, however, can clearly see there's something undeniably feral and unpredictable bubbling under the surface. In the company of these fine strangers, he is just Metreon. But across the Sword Coast, he's known as Metreon the Magnificent. He is a tiefling whose body and dress carry the signatures of a nomadic performer, as evidenced by the rougher edges of his costume and his sinewy frame covered in faded tattoos. Though he may not look like a typical magician, rest assured, he cleans up quite handsomely. The well-dressed, well-spoken half-elf who introduced herself as Lilisen has stayed away from the rest of the traveling group during the journey so far. Oh, she's friendly enough if someone strikes up a conversation with her. Charming, even. But left to her own devices, she invariably keeps to herself and even looks nervous when anyone comes within 10 feet of her. Amity, a terrifying deviloid with a tail that will knock your drink over if she gets too excited. Even worse, some pig follows her around and eats almost as much as she does. Yet, she's generous and easy to befriend, especially if you get her talking about her book of fables. Just, if she compares you to a fox, it's hard to tell if that's a compliment. 
Erythrindir is a high elf man who looks perpetually like he's never quite gotten enough sleep. After his departure from elven society, he found himself out in the wilderness, working as a ranger in the deep, deep woods. However, this did little to quell his passion for history, and he's found himself on the road to Neverwinter, hoping to track down a book that might hold the answer to a question he's held for a long, long time. And welcome back, everyone. So, last we left off on Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. Our unlikely heroes had made their way to the Amber Temple, a haven, a repository of forbidden knowledge close to the peak of Mount Gakis. There, following the lead of the Dusk Elf Casimir as he guided them toward what he promised may hold secrets of Strahd's descent into darkness and the power he holds, as well as the secret and key to unlocking Casimir's own means of resurrecting his deceased sister, sister Petrina. The party made their way into the temple past its initial guardians and defeating a trio of flame skulls that obstructed the path into the temple beyond. Lillison clearing the path forward in the form of a polymorphed blood bramble beast, the party soon came into conflict with the guardian of the temple that dwelled within a great statue of a mysterious god of secrets that dwelled within the temple's main floor. As they exited, spent the night outside on amidst the snow-covered tundra on the mountainside, the following morning they returned, preparing themselves to delve deeper and deeper into the temple. As they descended an additional set of stairs, now accompanied by Amity's new undead friend, affectionately named Muppet for Meat Puppet, uh, a very helpful detector of traps and sundries, the group found a strange amber vault full of three sarcophagi of amber within which seemed to dwell some unearthly entities of some strange power, promising to Kiva, who approached them, gifts. Though, as Kiva seemed to sense, perhaps these gifts may not entirely be without strings attached. The party continued their exploration, seeing whether more of these strange vaults might linger, perhaps one of them containing the secrets to Strahd's darkness, or the source of Casimir's hoped-for magic. As they did so, they saw and heard another entrance to the temple, Rahadin, Strahd's chamberlain and right-hand man. At Casimir's identification of the new arrival, Erthrandir, surging with righteous fury and vengeance for the plight of the Dusk Elves, rushed in, followed by Kiva and Esmeralda and the rest following in pursuit. However, as Rahadin made a tactful retreat, joined by a trio of Barovian witches that had been evidently lurking in one of the dark corners of the temple's lower floors, Lilith and Kiva and several others were left astray in the temple floor, evidently long enough for the temple's guardian to reawaken and strike. First with a chain of spitting lightning, and then as the group of them just barely failed to escape the guardian's vision. A massive gout of flame that burned Lilith to death. Through fury and pain and despair, the group thrust forward, doing battle with Rahadin, until finally, as Esmeralda held him tight and Erthrandir Ready to final blow, Kiva struck 
Rahadin's head from his shoulders. And so, we return to our party. Lingering on the lower floor of the Amber Temple. And so, we find our companions in the southeastern section of the Amber Temple. Far from their traveling companions who had accompanied them to this isolated spot, you watch, staring as, abruptly, the massive bird-like creature that had flew into this chamber from the exterior whirls in a blaze of green magic and unfurls itself, revealing in its place the familiar visage of your ally and companion, Casimir. He drops to the ground on one knee, looking shocked and astounded, staring between Lillison's body and Rahadin's corpse lying on the floor. There's a beat of silence as Lillison's body lies in Metreon's arms, and then you hear a quiet croak as a small green toad hops from Rahadin's split-open throat and onto the floor. So, um, Kiva is going to see that and uh, immediately throw up uh, behind her. And then, um, because she's like sort of half collapsed on the ground, she's just going to begin the process of slowly dragging her bleeding out body over to uh, Metriman and Lillison, crawling like a slug, leaving a trail of blood. Re reattach the head! Amity is clearly disgusted, but she's still uh, forwardly trying to roll Rahadin's head back to his body. Erthrandir looks back at her, his hands shaking. What the fuck are you talking about? I have plans for his dead body. I... I... Amity Lillison's dead! Do you think oh. that perhaps there's a better ta- And then, as... As he says this, the haste animating him wears off, and he crumples like a sack of bricks onto the floor. Oh. Yeah! This Aerith pulls himself vaguely upright, joining the rest by Lulson, as he just crawls forward. No, 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 okay, okay. Okay, so... It doesn't look terrible. I mean, she's char. There's a lot of a lot of skin burnt, but uh, but that's okay. That's manageable. That's uh, we can work with that. We can work. Arthur, dear, for the love of God, right now we don't need to talk. We have the scroll. We'll just bring her back. Right. 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 Get it. Uh, right. Wait. The scroll. Wait. Yeah. He. And uh, I start to uh, pull off my my sack and. Uh, I, keeping and awkwardly keeping Lillison's uh, probably still smoking body in my arm uh, starts it with the other hand reach through the and rifle through the stack until I find the black papered scroll oh uh, yeah, yeah just 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 do it right uh, wait wait we're not safe 
That thing could come here at any moment and finish us off. We need to find somewhere safe. I'm not going back out there. I know. Stay here and we do this right while we can. Yeah. I'm saying we do this in somewhere we can put a door between us and a potential fireball. Uh, Metron, Metron turns and looks and notices that there's actually a door on the wall that he's sitting against. Have we checked that door, though? Uh, there are a number of doors all around you, and in fact, as you kind of sit there in the corner, you can see the walls all around you sheathed in amber kind of glimmering very faintly in the light of the sun sword. Uh, there are two, uh, one to your immediate left to the south, and one to your immediate right to the east, and there seem to be two other doors further north up the hall, back toward the corridor from which you came. Uh, yeah, I was, ref I was referring to the one to the south. Um, point, yeah, Kiva, if you point that out, can go, you know, like, use you as a fucking... Uh, stool to get up and then go over and open it. As you touch his shoulder to kind of hoist yourself up, you get Are you shitting me? Uh, five points of healing. She's slightly less breathing now. Yeah, no, that's terrible. I got a one and a four. <laughs> Alright, um, she will uh, she's gonna go over, sort of press her ear to the door. Um, see if she can hear anything, and then uh, if she doesn't, she's gonna open it. Sure, make a perception check. Uh, 15. Seems quiet. You don't hear anything from the other side. Alright, I hope this doesn't kill us. Is it locked? It did a thing. Uh, as you try to open the door, it does, in fact, remain stuck fast, and as you tug on it, you see shimmering into existence once more a familiar set of crackling, bluish arcane chains tinged with sickly-looking black veins, crisscrossing the entrance. Get away from it. Uh, oh, okay. But looks angry as shit and, like, kicks the door a few times. Kiva. I can, I can get rid of it. Give me a second. I've got a little bit of magic left. As he staggers forward, pressing is sort of bear-like moving incredibly slowly, and makes the motions for dispel magic as he taps on it. All right, and with that, the magic is indeed dispelled wisping away into a silent gray mist. Kiva right. just waves Erthrandir back, um, holds up the sun sword, and then does the sort of, like, tactical door open move where you stand up against the side and, like, open it with your hand. All right, as you do, uh, moving closer, Esmeralda taps a finger on your shoulder. Wait, one, one moment. Before we go anywhere, what are we going to do with our friends on the other side of the temple? Can, can, will you just send something like a message? Just, and then Metreon, realizing who usually does that, uh, is now in his arm. Uh, immediately, uh, his expression sinks, and he just pulls Lillison closer into his lap. Tifa, upon realizing that, like, Irina is not there, looks like she's about to sprint across the hall and get her. Amdi, do you have any spells left? 
Alright. Um, I do. Not a ton. Uh, how's reattaching the head going? Well, what are you reattaching with? Uh, wow, that's an interesting question. Um, I I don't know how to answer this question. Like, some cloth? Do you have a green ribbon? ribbon. That? Yeah, a, a yellow ribbon. That, that would be I perfect. Love I love you. Uh, a yellow ribbon, you get the sense, would probably not do the job. Like, you're going to need to actually kind of, like, suture, like, sew these together. Is this something that I would be... I guess, hmm, out of character, I don't really understand this medically well enough to offer a, a solution. Um, I mean, do I have any you, sense? For the purpose of what you're looking for, um, you would need uh, someone with some kind of sewing expertise uh, to do it for you. You, I believe, you do know someone capable, uh, but she's currently dead. <laughs> Thanks, Dracta. Lol. Um, this is a reminder. I wasn't sure about that. You I do know someone with a mending spell, theoretically. And he is currently an object, so if you want to cast mending on him, you're welcome to. Oh, that works too. Wait, is that how it works? Am I also an object? Yeah. Yes. That's how I got you over here. Oh, this is awesome. We've objectified <laughs> Kaya. to be an object. I'm used to it. <laughs> oh, too real. <laughs> does anyone have... Okay, does, does anyone... Can anyone... I guess, does anyone have mending? Erthwindir looks back at her with an expression like, not even disappointed, just sort of dead. Are you nope, not two of those. really doing this right now? Amity nods, like, pretty fervently. What is the Blood's coming uh, out! <laughs> what's the urgency here, love? Really? The blood that is... We might get fireballs. It is not that hard to figure out. If that thing wants us dead, then it can start taking pot shots in here until we are very crispy. But what are you trying to do, love? I'm trying to put it back together. No, that's not what I'm asking. What are you trying to do with him once you put his head back on? Questioning. Questioning? Do you need his head back on for that? I mean, you yes. got the head. Speak with dead works with pieces of a body too though doesn't it i'm not talking about speak with dead um it's complicated i don't exactly know what to name it um but currently the blood's going from in here to over there so if we could just <laughs> then drag him with you if you wanna spend your time suturing the suturing the genocidal murderer's head back on after that you're welcome I'm not going anywhere without Irina. She's she safer. We, she can't. We can't get to her, and she can't get to us. Oi, Kez, you. He looks up. Uh, yes. Uh, Turn into one of those it? fucking bird things and get them out of here. Go back uh, on the other side and get them out of here. What is it? Whatever's in there. I. I don't know if I can go fast enough. I. I could try to shield myself in the same sort of thing that. Uh, I, I turned Lillison into, but... Make yourself go fast enough. Y'all. Do we, we not have, have any means of... We have a spell that communicates off of long distances. Just let Amity tell them to go outside. Please. Fine, fine. Um, okay. Amity cast sending. Alright, who and... are you targeting? 
Um, Irina. All right. You feel the sending connect? Uh, we're safe for now. You should all be safe over there. Don't follow us. Get back out of the temple. There's a, a very uh, immediate response from Irina. Got it. Uh, we heard some noise out there, but glad to hear everything is fine. We'll see you outside. Amity nods to her companions. They're retracing the way out of the temple. They'll be fine. Thank you. All right. Um, with that, Key was going to go back to getting that door open if the spell is done. Okay. Uh, in that case, and with that case, you turn back toward the door. Uh, it is, in fact, unlocked. And, you know, kind of doing that, you know, Black Ops kind of, you know, Navy SEAL sort of door open. Slowly pushing it open with the Sun Sword uh, glimmering faintly on the walls. Let me just find the right thing here. There we go. Okay. You push forward. The amber door slowly creaking open with the weight of ages against it, no longer sealed shut by the arcane lock that Aethrontera dispelled. Peering inside, you see that this room has walls of glazed amber, a floor of red marble, and a rough-hewn shaft in the center of its ten-foot-high ceiling. Three amber sarcophagi stand in alcoves, and above each sarcophagus floats a human skull wreathed in green flame. They immediately turn to face you. Oh, fucking Christ. I'm gonna need everyone to roll initiative, please. Woo! God damn it! I love this. <laughs> I love this for the best. Around! Okay, they got a nine. That's good. I truly hope this kills Kiva. This is what she deserves. I assume that when you say everybody rolls, you don't actually mean everybody rolls. Uh, no. Uh, dead company excluded. Corpse turn. Corpse turn. Corpse turn. Corpse turn. Corpse I mean, does she have to make death saves, though? <laughs> no, she's already she's dead. Object. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot. Objects fail deck saves. Oh, yeah. Am I an unattended object? You are an unattended object. Well, I mean, sort of. She's very attended. There is a lot of love. Yeah, like I'm, I'm literally holding her right now. So. Oh, I love a high roll. Delicious. All right. Well, with that, Kiva, I believe you first go. Uh, you just opened a door and there are a bunch of flame skulls uh, glaring back at you. What would you like to do? Um, okay, let's see here. Let's see here. Um, she is going to... Uh, um, let's try this. Let's try this. Um, she is going to scream and use her um, channel divinity, turn the unholy. Um, oh, shit. Oh, shit. It sort of like bursts off of her like a fucking black canary um, sound barrier wave. She's just so fucking tired. <laughs> so she's going to do that. Okay, what, that's wisdom saves from all of them? Yes. I don't know what the fail thing is, though, so... Uh, that's your spellcasting, DC. 
Oh, okay, hold on, let me find that. I think it's really low. It's very low. Is it above a 10? Uh, yes. They all fail. 12. Oh my god, I love Ooh. That's a 10, a 9, and a 2. I love that for me. So, um, they're all going to, um, try to move as far away from me as they can. And they can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of me or take reactions. And it can only take the dash action or fuck off. So that's what they can do. Okay, you watch as immediately in response to this, you see as this surge of uh, silvery gold radiant energy sweeping out for, from her, uh, the skulls immediately, their eyes go wide, the flickers in their empty sockets paling as the flames around them are suddenly wreathed with black and white threads of terror. Uh, they have to use their reactions, is that correct? Uh, they can't use reactions. Ah, uh, they cannot use reactions, okay. But they have to and use their turns to dash. They have to use their turn to move away from me. Okay, good to know. Um, alright, uh, that is the- is that the end of your turn? Anything else you'd like to do? Um, she is going to, when she's done, um, bonus action rage. And then, Love uh, it. she's going to, like, collapse against the door jam, holding up the sun sword, like, just sort of trying to keep herself upright until the sort of adrenaline kicks in, uh, from the rage. And, uh, I guess stand in the doorway? Because that way they keep moving away from her and away from everyone else by virtue of the thing. Alright, sounds like a plan. So actually, uh, just a quick thing. Uh, just checking in a rules thing before uh, uh, Metreon takes his turn. Um, according to Turn the Unholy, the creature cannot willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. Now, I believe these creatures are currently within 30 feet of you. So the only action they could take is the dodge action. Correct, unless Kiva wants to move away. Or they take damage. They do not I take mean, damage. No, I mean, I... Oh, yes. They don't, like, move through walls? Uh, <laughs> you've not seen them do so. If you think Kiva would expect them to, uh, that's fine, but they well, cannot I mean, actually he, move he within 30 know, feet of yeah, you. He doesn't know that they're not, like, ghosts. Like, well, no, even if they were ghosts, they still would not be able to move, because they'd be within 30 feet of you. Oh, I figured I she would believe. let them, they would move through the walls backwards. Away from they her. Can't they can't thought. choose to get closer to her. Yeah, they just uh, all right. closer. Got it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Metreon is up then. Please excuse the brief rules detour. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, shit. Um, so, uh, seeing Kiva standing in there, he... Metron just has this freak out moment of, of realizing how close to death she is and uh, with <laughs> with Lillison under one arm uh, he's going to go ahead and move up um, and he's going to reach out and yank on Kiva's arm come on uh, and I'm going to try with her if she wants to to pull her out Any resistance from Kiva? Is there, like, is there like a free action, like, talk? 
that oh yeah if you want to respond uh, you absolutely can yeah she just, just look at metron and she's just gonna go um they're not gonna come any closer to me so if i stand here they won't come any closer to you just Maybe just come out then shut the door they get don't move through doors they, get, they don't have arms are you sure i don't know but they ain't got hands you hear over your shoulder from uh casimir they're corporeal the skulls they can't pass through walls Alright, drag her out of there. <laughs> yeah, so I'm yanking her out. Uh, and then as a free action, I'm going to shut the door. Shut the door once she is out. Uh, I would say it is your environmental interaction to uh, pull her back. Well, unless you want to use your action to do that. That'd be fine, too. Uh, so can I do that both in the same turn? Yank her out and then shut Yeah, the I, would, I would say use your action to yank her out and then uh, shut the door with your environmental. That's fine. Yes, I'll do that then. Alright, the door is slammed. And then I'm going to use the rest of my movement to get back into the corner with Lillison. Uh, actually, closer to this alcove over here. All right. There is a moment of quiet for a brief instance. I think Casimir looks around at the others. Right. Doors closed. Um, they're looking to get away, right? Should we hide somewhere? How do we get out without crossing that fucking statue again? That... in there. There was something in the ceiling. I saw it for a minute. A hole. In that room that we just closed? Yeah, I think so. Are you nuts? They're scared of you, right? For, like, I a minute? I don't know for how long. Or if once they stop looking at me, if it goes away. Okay. Then let's do that. We get in there, we see if the hole's climbable. If it is, we go out there and we seal off the top so they can't get in. If it isn't, we go in one of these rooms on the side and find a new plan. Casimir nods. Right. In that case, if one of you get a hold of that door, as soon as we hear or see them go through, I can seal off the shaft. I, I meant we. I meant we use it to get out to get oh, right. to go through it. It. Right, I, I don't know. Eva is fine. All right, with that. Uh, Casimir is going to take the dodge action because he has no idea what's going on. Esmeralda is going to do the same. Amity, you're up. Okay, um, Amity is going to drag uh, Rahadine's corpse uh, towards the door. I suppose dashing. Um, someone else can get Lillison's corpse. Um, yeah, right. In, in the room, it. up the hole. If if Kiva think if Kiva's okay with that, if not, we can find a new plan. We get the bodies it's up. Her first. magic. If anything else happens safe. to Lillison, we won't be able to bring her back. I trust. I trust y'all. And right. I've, uh, I've pulled bot I've raised bodies this way before. Y'all off the balcony in that house. We can do it. Move quickly, you don't turn around no matter what you hear, you just get up and get out. Alright. Okay. Uh, is that, I guess that's Amity's turn? Yep. Alright, Arthur, you're up. Going inside, but before he does, there's a 
hum of magic and Kiva. You heal for eight as some of your wounds back to get heal back together in a blush of gold grain light. And then he steps inside, looking like he's trying to very hard to restrain himself from just charging the flame skulls, and looks up into the hole. What does he see? Alright, looking up at the hole above you, uh, you see what appears to be, uh, ten feet above the ground, a shaft uh, that leads up perhaps uh, twenty feet to a room of higher elevation. It's around ten feet wide. And just kind of squinting at it from here, especially in the illumination of the flame skulls, you can see that, you know, at least in the lower levels, there seem to be, uh, you know, abundant pockmarks, uh, places in the walls where you could probably find some sort of handhold, if only you could get up that ten feet. If, if they're handholds, then I could pretty easily wedge a grappling hook in there, yes? Uh, I would say you can try. It would take an action. Dex check. I've got... God... How is this the single most useful item we own? I will... Hmm, yes. 16? A 16 will do it. You needed a 15. You throw the grappling hook up, aiming for a uh, handhold that you could just barely see squinting through the darkness, um, and you wedge it right in there, pulling taut. You're not sure how much weight it'll hold, uh, but it's in there for the moment. All right, I'm going to climb up and try and get this thing more secure. And he will do just that, using the rest of his movement to climb as far as he can get. All right, I will say, you know, you've got around not very much. I could say you can just get to the bottom of the shaft with this with your movement. That's fine. Can he cling on so he's clinging on to the sides and not the rope? Uh, Yes, I would say you can leap over. Radical, and I'm going to do that. That's my turn. All right, so ends your turn. Uh, with that, it is the Flame Skulls. They shriek in horror, each of them eyeing uh, Kiva balefully with terror and then turning, swirling a trio of fiery spirits that blaze up the shaft past Erthrandir, doing their best to get as far away from Kiva as possible. Oh, I did not know it worked like that. Yeah. Uh, looking over this, the exact text says that uh, they must spend their turns no, trying I... to move as far away from you as possible. Uh, what's that? I, I believe you. I was just surprised. Yes, and they can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you, which I take to mean that they can move close to you as long as they're doing it in pursuit of getting away from you. As long as they don't end their move there. Yeah, Earth that's looks I back at the others. Uh, well, honestly don't know what happens now. And that's his turn. All right. Top of the round, back at Kiva. So if they're already up there, do we need to go up this thing, or can we just go to another room or try to get out? I guess a lot depends on if we can get through the main hall without getting burnt to death. I don't see a way for us to do that. If we can't, then this is also our only escape route. Clock's ticking. Yeah, uh, fuck it. She's just going to, um... She's just gonna use her movement to get into the room, um, and make room for other people to go up the hole, too. Uh, to get in there. 
All right, uh, Metron, you're up. Lift the bodies up if that helps. Mm -hmm. Sure. Metreon will, with Lillison in tow, uh, let's see what my movement is. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to use my uh, action, bonus action, and movement to go up. So that'll be 90 feet total. So All right, that I will... use that to get up there. <laughs> that will cert... I will say that will... Let's see. That's around 40 feet to get there, and then another 60 feet up. Yeah. Uh, so I would say you can get most of the way. I'd say you can get around 20 feet off the ground. Okay. And that's with the, the total 90? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and because Lillison is an object and she is small-ish, uh, am I still able to carry her or like uh, this thing? Or I would I say your carrying go? capacity can probably handle her. All She's right. pretty small. That's me turn. All right. Very good. Uh, with that, Casimir is up. He will begin following his way up the rope. Alright. Let me check something real quick. Alright. Uh, Esmeralda is up. She's going to get in line. Uh, give a somewhat uh, tired grin to Kiva. Oh, looks like a bit of a rush. Ah, uh, well, I mean, happy to be queuing with you, at least. <laughs> I'll stay sharp, son. Alright, and Amity? Uh, using the hat on their winter clothes sets to staunch the bleeding, Amity will drag Rahadin in here. I don't know to what extent she can get up the rope with his body, if any, but yeah, that's, that's the dream. Yeah. Um, with Lillison, I think... Hmm. Actually, you know what? I'm just realizing now, Metron, you probably couldn't carry Lillison up uh, using the rope. Mm-hmm. Can we just sort of heave-ho yeet him up there? Yeah, just uh, like put her in a bag. I would say, looking over the situation at Metron and Amity struggling to bring the corpses up, he kind of glances over and says, Don't worry, I'll, I'll bring them up myself. Just you get up there safe. And you watch as he pulls out a spell book and begins flipping through the pages. Yeah, Metron's on his way. He's definitely going up last then, but watch this. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, Amity, I guess you'll get in line for the rope. Yeah, I think we're all just going up the rope. Alright, very good. In that case, uh, Erythrondir, you're just making your way up to the top, right? Yep. Alright, I would say you're able to do so easily enough. You make your way all the way up to the upper area. You enter a new chamber. A featureless room, except for the rough-edged 10-foot diameter circular hole in the floor and empty torch sconces along the walls. You can see double doors of amber standing open to the north and west, and a single closed door lies just south of the western set of double doors. Uh, are you just going to hold outside of the top of the hole looking down for now? I am going to see if I can see any signs of the flame skulls. Does it look like they went out when they opened doors? Yes, uh, you can actually see them kind of like whirling, bobbing, shrieking uh, just at the very top of the hole around 10 feet above your head. They are okay, not having a good time. Alright. Unnerving, but seeing they aren't attacking him for now, Eric's going to pull himself upward, and I think that's his turn. 
All right. With that, the flame skulls will shriek, and let's see. They will immediately dart through the air again in this strange spiraling vortex of flame and terror. Uh, as they will continue their effort to get as far away from Kiva as possible, uh, they will move another 60 to 80 feet northward as they dash away. They Good. vanish beyond the double doors to your north. Earth quietly but firmly pulls those doors shut. Alright, I'll allow it. Uh, with that, Kiva, you're up. You're hanging around, right? Yep, she's waiting to, for everyone else to go up first and then she'll climb. All right, Metreon, uh, you coming up on your own? Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, yeah, so I'll just, uh, how much movement do I need to get up there? Uh, from your current vantage point, I would say around 40 feet worth of movement. Okay, yeah, so I'll use my bonus action to dash then. And I'll join, uh, I'll join Randy. Alrighty. Uh, with that, that comes to the end of your turn. I believe it is now Casimir's turn. Uh... You watch as he finds the page he was looking for, uh, spreads his right arm out, and begins chanting words of a spell quickly. You watch as his body suddenly flares in this uh, Viridian green cocoon, sprouting forth once more. You see the uh, s the uh, bone-skulled, black-winged, uh, monstrous crow burst forth from his form, uh, filling up a large amount of space on the floor. Uh, he kind of moves somewhat awkwardly, clacking the long talons on the ground, and then uh, flapping his wings to gain some lift, uh, moves to very gently uh, pull them around uh, Lillison and uh, Rahadin. And that is the end of his turn. Uh, next up is, I believe, as. Uh, she will begin clambering up the rope, uh, making it clear to the top. Amity, you're up. Amity ascends that rope. All right, it is eminently ascendable. You emerge onto the top, uh, joining uh, Deer and Metreon on the upper floor. You hear the shrieking of the flame skulls fading into the distance as you see Deer finish slamming the doors shut to the north. All right. Cool, yeah. Mm -hmm. if just helping hold door shut if necessary. Otherwise, keep rolling. All right, very good. Uh, do anything from you, or are you just holding the door shut? Uh, gonna close the other side of doors, too, and then that, yes. Does it look like... Is... There's no... There's nothing really in here, right? Uh, aside from the doors around you? I mean, you can make a quick perception check to look around. I'd like to do that, yes. All right, let's see what you got. 20. 20. Looking around, you don't see anything of immediate note. Uh, however, you do see in the um, southern part of the wall, uh, right between two places where uh, torch sconces lie empty in this darkness, um, you see a very faint pattern of scratches on the floor, just faintly illuminated in the fading lights of the flame skulls for an instant before it's gone. Alright, gonna deal with that secret door later, as he is just going to attend to holding the stuff, holding the fort down until everybody else gets here. 
and making sure all the doors are shut. All right. And so ends your turn. The flame skull's shrieking continues to fade until there is not left to be heard. Uh, Kiva, top of the round. Uh, you're still hanging around? Uh, yeah, she's hanging around for everyone else to go first, so that's what she's doing. All right. With that, uh, Casimir uh, grips hold of Lillison and Rahadin's bodies, flaps his great wings a single time, then pulling his body in until sleek wings are pulled up on either side, just barely ch clipping the sides of the hole, soaring up to the roof above. Metreon, uh, you see this massive uh, white-skulled black bird, uh, easily uh, almost twice your height, burst forth from the shaft below and glide onto the floor just to the east of you before settling down on the flagstone floor and gingerly setting down the two corpses it carries. I let out a girlish yelp, uh, but then uh, noticing it's Lonesome, I rush and make sure that her corpse is secure. All right, you do. Uh, but you and Kiva notice one thing at the same time. Uh, Kiva, you notice... Sorry, uh, Metron, you notice that uh, Rahadin's head appears to have fallen off. And Kiva, you see Rahadin's head rolling very uh, slowly across the floor beneath the shaft. Kiva will go over and pick it up and uh, hold it up to her face and just so uh, go, uh, not so strong now, are you? And uh, sort of like throw it in her bag, bring it up for Amity. All right. Uh, with that, the way is clear. I think that's all that's going on for the moment. Uh, so the only ones left to follow up is Kiva. So are you going to make your way up to follow the others? Hell yeah, she is. <clears throat> Alright, with Rahadin's head in tow. <laughs> <laughs> weighing down your uh, handy backpack, you clamber up the rope, uh, dislodging, uh, dislodging it if you will, if you would like, uh, on your way up the rest of the shaft, and ascend the rest of the handholds and emerge onto the upper floor to join your friends. I know you put it in your backpack, but I also like the visual of you using his hair to tie it to your belt loop. Well, Kiva is going to, once she's all settled, um, like take a dagger off of Metreon, cut off a lock of his hair, and braid it into her own as a reminder of, like, I am going to finish Strahd. So. Hot. All right. Uh, as Casimir settles on the ground, his form dissipates, suddenly diminishing greatly in size, and Casimir himself returns to his ordinary form, standing between the prone corpses of Lillison and Rahadin. Everyone's safely up the hole, right? We're out of initiative? Yes. Aerith gives a shaky thumbs up. Alright. Flame Skulls went north. We're running. Amity and I are holding the door. Don't think they can get through think we are safe. Is this room not good enough to maybe rest? I think it's as good as we're gonna get. Though there's a okay. secret door on the wall. We should make sure that's not gonna lead to anything horrible. We can take our usual watches and she just sort of stutters, speaks, and looks over at Lillison. Um, and then uh, goes, walks over to Amity and pulls the head out of the bag. Uh, she goes, uh, I think you dropped something. Oh, thank you. Um, Amity is, is just arranges the head and body such that they're in a stable state. 
Right, as you do that, Esmeralda will twist her wrist and uh, summon the ghoulish hand and begin closing the amber doors to the west. Hmm. already did that. Ah. Very good. She will no. not do that then. Okay. Aerith staggers over to the place where he saw the scratches on the wall and we'll see if he can find a join. Alright. Uh, make an investigation check for me. Yes, sir. 18. 18. Uh, it doesn't take you long at all, given what you previously saw, especially now illuminated beneath the light of the sun sword. You find a door hidden in the mechanisms of the wall that clicks open, revealing a dusty space with cylindrical holes fit for scrolls or maps, a near-perfect reflection of the room you found on the western side. Is this one just as empty? Just as empty. There's not a scroll to be seen, just dust in the walls. Earth steps inside, and does he get the impression if he pulled the door shut, he would be able to get out again? Yeah, I think so. As he pulls the door shut and goes into the corner of the room, and suddenly the sort of panic composure he's been keeping breaks and he his knuckles bark themselves on the wall stupid selfish impulsive hypocrite oh, oh you thought you were gonna be a hero did you thought you were gonna be finally do something good here after the parade of fuck-ups and horrors that we have had to endure so far. Thought that maybe you'd get revenge, get to be a hero, get to make something here better after aiding and abetting every horror that's not the vampire we're trying to kill. Oh, boy, did it feel good, Herthrin dear? Did you do a good job? Did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? Was it worth watching one of your best friends in the world burn to death? I hope it was. I hope you enjoyed getting to lose control. I bet it was a lot of fucking fun! The rest of you hear this final eruption echoing faintly through the stone wall moments after Earthrender disappeared into the secret door. Yeah, Metreon with Lillison back in his lap looks, the cast kind of a side eye over at the door and looks at the others, especially towards Amity and then back towards everybody else. Is he going to be alright? Let's just give him space. Clearly he... He just needs to get that out. And she just sort of collapses down again and... Um, sort of like offers a hand for Ez to sit as well. And if she takes it, she will immediately lay down in her lap and just sort of like exhaustedly like try to get herself back to some sort of measure of uh, sanity. Esmeralda, kind of, as, as you do so, kind of looks around at all of you with just kind of taut lips. So, we are evidently still in a bit of a bad spot. Um, I imagine those things could come back any second now. Where do we go from here? Well, if it's not too much trouble, maybe we can, uh, well, once he's done with it, just try and do this, this thing in that room so it's, you know, secure and all that. 
she nods. I keep watch out here, and uh, at the very least, they're going to stay away from me. So. How long does it last? I'm not entirely sure. I've never done it before, or at least the last time we did it was at the at the uh, Arden Assault, wasn't it? I think she did it at Arden Assault. Right. In, in that case, in the interest of uh, playing it safe, maybe we should join the Ashwandi there just in case they come back. Uh, okay. Yeah, if there's enough room for all of us and two corpses. She nods and then moves toward the secret door and raises a hand to knock and then kind of freezes and looks helplessly toward the three of you. Okay, we ain't got time for this. Just open it. Yeah. She nods and just opens the door and steps to the side. Erythrindir's hand is bleeding. The head in his knuckles just raw and bruised as he looks back. Uh, what is it? What is it? We need to get a place that's safe to do this spell. Is there enough room in there for at least the people who can do it and Lillison? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we, I think we can fit in here. It'll be a squeeze, but yeah. All right. Um, she's come, gonna. Come on she's gonna um, offer to help Metreon uh, carry Lillin. Yeah. Uh, you notice when you look down at him. He seems to be muttering to himself, uh, or at least muttering something to Lillison. And I think she's here. Uh, I mean, he's being pretty quiet about it. So, okay. I mean, I, yeah, I guess you could maybe like roll perception or something. But no, I if you, if you want it to be a private thing, that was fine. Yeah, he's just. Uh, we're we're gonna get you out of this, all right? Just no. I'm sorry, I know we ain't been on the best, but I, I didn't mean to just leave you behind like that. Uh, I really tried to make sure you was alright, you know? I, I, I thought that doing that little light thing was just going to get you out of this and get you better. But it just... Kiva just puts a hand on Metreon's shoulder and, uh, and gives it a little squeeze. Like, she's obviously not hearing this, but she's just like, look at her back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Metran looks up at Kiva briefly, uh, not necessarily with tears in his eyes or anything like that, but just definitely very shaken, uh, and looks back down at Lillison and uh, just kind of scoops her up into his arms, bridal style, and uh, he'll walk her into the room. Kiva will um, follow and then sort of turn to Amity and just say, um, do you think it's okay to leave it out here while we do this, or I think we should have you with us, obviously when she wakes up. I mean, who's going to do the... Um, who's going to bring her back to life? Well, I'm, I'm not sure how that scroll works that Van Richten gave us, so... Um, I, I, I don't know. It could, could be any of us, I suppose. As you say that, you hear the northern door begin to slowly creak open once more. Amity is holding it shut. Oh, are the you holding open. both of them shut? Uh, oh, I mean, runs over to Amity and helps her close the other door. If not, yeah, she'll, yeah. 
Alright, I would say it gets like three inches and then you kind of jolt forward and slam it shut. Does she get there in time or is it open? I would say I would say you do. It is shut. Uh, someone's knocking on this door. Can can people get to the other two doors? Amity points to the ones on the west wall. As the doors start pushing open, Aerith looks back. Oh, shit, we need... Bar There's nothing to barricade them with. We can't... We can't... I'll stay. Let's do this quickly. Come on. I... There is no quickly. The spell takes an hour. So then let's get started. Um, so can some people bar the western doors? Esmeralda uh, nods and moves over, Casimir uh, going with her. I, Amity, I, do you think if we prop his, his body up against the door, that way you can go and be with the um, Lillison and them? Um, I, it's certainly something I, I feel like I should be able to help with. Um, do you think you could hold both of these double doors, just... She probably could. I mean, you're pretty strong. If She's she rages strong. again, too, she'll she'll be fine, too, to hold them. Alright. I never rolled on the fucking wild magic table after I raged last time. Fuck. Oh, damn. Hm. All good. So... All right, Amity will uh, Kiva. With Kiva holding the northern doors and Casimir and Esmeral holding the western doors. Metreon, Erthrandir, and Amity. Uh, where are you doing this? In the secret room or in, in the, the secret room? room yeah. yeah, Metreon brought her into the All secret right. room. All right. Uh, and as everyone was kind of fiddling around out there, uh, Metreon set her down on the floor in front of him. Uh, and is now officially going through his bag and pulls out the scroll again and uh, unfurls it, places it on the ground beside her. And uh, as Amity, you and Randy get in, you see him just looking over it as if the whole thing is in a language he doesn't understand. Uh, 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 help. I'm not gonna read this. I mean, uh, he gave it to me. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to pass this right. I can do this kind of thing right, but I can't. I'm, I can't read this. Amity studies the scroll. Uh, sorry, you first, Earth. No, no, go for it. Okay. Um, I can't completely color it in, but I think if I studied it, maybe I could interpret. Aerith looks between the two of them, just desperate. Okay. Yeah, I can I can read it too. I think. Well, I mean who's gonna give us a go? Aerith looks over at Amity. I I think it should be you. Because bringing dead people back to life is, well, I, I guess, Metreon, earlier this morning you said uh, I was good at it. I guess, I hope so. That, and because you're stronger than me. All right. The, the important thing is, even if it fails, 
It's okay. Lillicent isn't dead dead. She's not gone. We can take us all back to the abbot. So, look, there's no need to be too glum. I don't... She's dead, Amity. She dead and she died horribly. And when she... And I am sure every bit of it was in pain. I'm sorry if I can't not be glum. I'm sorry. One thing I've learned in this place just from seeing ghosts and dead people everywhere is that dead isn't the same thing as gone. And you know she's not gone. Right? His eyes are wild, a bit crazed, but he looks up at her and takes a deep breath. I do. I do. I don't know what this place does to souls. I don't know if she's going to come back different or wrong or... But yeah. Let's... Let's get her back. Metreon slides the scroll over towards uh, Amity's lizard feet. <laughs> Alright. Um, Amity draws a circle in this cramped room and invites everyone to sit at it for a very special edition of Seance. Yep. Okay, so... Uh, this is a brief note, Amity, reading over the spell. As you noted, you do feel like there are some holes where you might need to interpret, but also the power of the spell is far beyond anything you've attempted in your brief career foraying into magic. You feel that if you are to cast this successfully, you'll need all of your will to bring to bear upon the powers and forces you're attempting to control. Yeah. Um, Amity... In mechanical terms, uh, you will need to make a DC 15 charisma check to cast this successfully. Yes, but, but her companions will help in mechanical terms of, you know, that buffs on the dice roll. Yes. I'm I'm imagining most of the difficulty here, being that Amity's familiar with sort of seance type stuff, to be for Amity to like read the scroll over and over again and interpret it and like contextualize it into her own patterns, her own like beliefs on how magic works. Yeah. Okay. As she does, Aerith kneels down next to her. I can I help? Um, th this looks pretty difficult, so, um, I'll appreciate all the help I can get. Alright. Yeah, it looks like... Okay, yeah, you've, you've definitely got the power, you can call the soul down, but making sure we get the right one and that it turns right, that we have our Lewison back is gonna be... I think I can help you with that. Just, uh, give me a moment. And Erethrindir stands and pulls out his wand. And as he does, Metreon Amity, you recognize the lines that begin to issue from it is the same that he did when casting the illusion magic back at the Blue Water Inn. What feels like a lifetime ago now. But instead of the color of the sea, these lines are a deep, poisonous green. As neither of you can read Elvish, right? No. No. 
Okay, then you would not know this. But as as, as Erthrandir begins carefully tracing the perimeter of the circle, and as he does, he's writing about Lillison. Wor elvish words shimmering in the air, forming along the walls, the floor, the ceiling, until you are surrounded by a corona of that deep green light. Naming her, talking about her personality, her build, what she likes, what she's told him, what she's told him about her history, about all the horrors and joys that lay there, every bit of Lillis and Winterstar that he can remember as he tries to write out her life, at least what he knows of it, and help call her down. And as he does, he is going to use that to cast Enhance Ability on Amity. As he looks down at her, surrounded by the green. Your move, lovely. Mm -hmm. um, there's familiar elements from the seance, candles flickering this ultraviolet purple, the ground trimmering slightly. Um, late into the hour, Amity is still poring over the scroll, reading and rereading it. Uh, her eyes not yet in full demon mode yet, she says, I... I think I know the connection. It's magic comes in threes. The three little pigs, Goldilocks and the three bears. A story has three acts. The beginning, the middle, and the final battle. And a person can have three chances. So, and, and now she shakes as her eyes glaze over black with like little tendrils coming out of them. Return, let us into life. As she calls from the scroll. And as, as she prepares to do this, Erthrandir lets the magic around them flare, letting letting it call Lillison back, and in doing so gives her bardic inspiration. Okay. Can you hear me, Lillison? Is, is her soul coming? What's happening? Well, at this moment, you, as you feel the power begin to build around you, you watch as these purplish lights so deep as to be that ultraviolet black that you had previously seen seem to turn darker even, drinking in the light, then devouring the darkness that settles in around them until you feel yourselves floating in a void. You can see the wisps of Amity's power, deep purplish fog and mist swirling around you, in the distance, Amity, you can feel the weight that you cast, the hook, search grasping blindly, and then snare briefly catching upon something. As it does, Lillison. Yeah. You feel yourself floating in the empty void. Darkness around you for leagues, miles, infinities in every direction. There are no shadows here, for even shadow requires light to be cast. There is only the nothingness. You think you can feel somewhere in 
becoming more real, becoming more solid. Structures of mist. Boundaries slowly closing around you, but at the same time they are in, toward the back of your thoughts, not yet realized. Phantasms not yet become true. Where once there were voices, cloaked hooded shadows watching you from the void, there is now only nothingness. You don't know how long you float there. You know only that you are cold and that you are alone. And then, slowly, approaching toward you from both an, infin an infinity and less than an inch away from your face, a small hand wrought of silvery mist, tinged with purplish streaks of magic. The hand occasionally beats as though a living flesh, as though a living heart is beating within it, the veins flaring a bright, familiar, diabolic red. The hand trails away, vanishing into the faintest outline, the faintest silhouette of a familiar feminine figure, twins horn, twin horns rising up, eyes kind and yet forceful, drawing in power into them, reaching out toward you. There was a wordless gesture, an offering to take the hand. Do you take it? In this place where there is no place and there is no time and there is no notion of next, Lillison drifts forward and takes it. Amity, I'm going to need you to make that charisma check, please. A note for the audience. The chance of failure here is approximately 5%, a probability that if you play D&D is close to your heart. Let's add some numbers together, shall we? Amity's charisma is 5. The bardic inspiration adds a d8, which is also 5, for a total of 10. Uh, there's now a d20 being rolled with advantage because of enhanceability, which is also a 10 for a total of 20. I believe that's enough. I knew it would be correct. For as Lillison, you reach forward and grasp the hand, it suddenly surges with solidity and warmth. You see the rest of Amity's form begin to corporealize. Amity, you see before you, floating in the center of the circle, Lillison's spirit, forged of no green magic, but of just pure silvery mist, reaching out, now grasping your hand, her eyes wide, unseeing, and at the center of the circle, her body lying prone just beneath the ethereal, drifting wisps that form the edges of her ghostly form. I will ask Amity out of curiosity, as you feel the spell take hold and prepare to bring Lillison back into her body, restoring her soul to life, how would you like to do this? What a wonderful question. 
Amity sees Lillison's soul uh, sort of appear in front of them. And she's going to ask everyone in the circle, um, help draw her soul into her body. Right. There's gotta be three. As Erythrindir takes Amity's hand in one, and Metreon's in the other. And prays. And as he does, bringing the three of you together, you feel more than see at first the sparks shooting from Erythrindir's wand, twisting in strange runic patterns, not formed from his words so much as his thoughts, as the silvery purple mists swirl around you, Amity, and Metreon. For a brief instant, in the corner of your eye, you see a tall, feminine figure, many-winged, bursting with golden light. And then Lillison's soul plummets, vanishing into the body, aligning perfectly with every limb, every part of the torso, the legs and head perfectly in place, and then vanishing into the physical form. Lillison, you can feel your limbs once more as you are restored to your body and to life. Before I get into this, what are the mechanical drawbacks, if any, uh, of having been brought back this way? You have a minus four to all attack rolls, saving throws, and ability checks for the moment. Excellent. Lillison's limbs jerk just spasmodically all of a sudden. And she pulls in a gasping, ragged breath of air. And when she lets it out, it is as a hoarse scream. Matreon uh, wants to rush to her and almost does, but then re remembers the... Uh, the dislike of being touched and so keeps himself next to her but at a distance uh, and just on his hands and knees just watches her sort of be reborn screaming in this chamber Earth does not resist that urge as he runs across the room wand forgotten courtesy forgotten as he falls to his knees next to her, just as if to be sure that what he heard was a breath and not some last exhalation of the dead. Please. Please. Her chest appears to be moving. She seems to be breathing. She's still screaming, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you oh, go. She's oh, still screaming she? then. Yeah, that's what I was like. That one <laughs> okay. then. Yes. She's very... She has not. She's not breathing because she hasn't taken a breath yet. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when Randy, you get uh, you get close to the, to the body, and, and if you try to reach out, Metron would put his hand up and kind of keep a, a barrier around her to just let it, let her ride this out. He nods, looking momentarily guilty, and steps back. His eyes just fixed on her. Lillison's scream slowly changes from a low, hoarse, rasping thing, and 
rises in pitch and intensity to this sharp, focused, high wail. And then she draws in another deep, desperate breath and starts blindly feeling about her, uh, her face just fixed in this expression of absolute terror, like she's not actually seeing anything in front of her. When he sees her starting to reach around, he'll, uh, Metron will relax his arm from Erythrindir so that he can go to her. Yep, as he gently grabs onto her hand. Hey, we're here. You're safe. It's okay. It's okay. Lillison clutches at him, uh, and her fingers tear at his flesh uh, with just the the blind uh, desperation and savagery. He does not care right now. He has blood drips on the floor. Yeah, that's okay. I'm here. Just hold on. Seeing, seeing how desperate and uh, terrified she looks, Mitrion's body unconsciously glows uh, with that kind of silvery golden light. Uh, and you will get uh, 10 points of HP. Thank you. I'm not sure how many I come back with, actually. You come back with one, so you know one. 11. Ah. Okay, that's uh, that's a lot of my current HP. Yeah, that's like two-thirds of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, after she finishes with her second lungful of air, uh, her fingers grow slack and her body relaxes and she kind of flops backward on the floor and uh, curls up slightly. And yeah, I'd say the, the light he's trying to kind of keep up and create this sort of uh, incandescence in the room that hopefully is bringing her back down to to earth and out of this, this state. It's okay. It's okay, I promise. You're safe. I know it hurts. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. I'm 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 sorry, I didn't I didn't know it would be like this. I don't think this is your fault. It is just some heavy shit you're dealing with there. This Lil, Lil, can you hear us?
DM. Yes. I don't know if I would be able to use it in this way, because I know there's a separate spell for it. But would I be able to use Charm Person to get her to calm down? That is a good question. Um, the Charm Creature say... regards you as a friendly acquaintance. That's all the description says. I would say not, because Calm Emotions is a separate spell and a second level spell. Okay. Good thought, though. Earth's hand is not left. Hers is... There's bloody furrows torn by his fingernail... by her fingernails on his arm as he just... settles next to her. Thumb gently stroking the back of her hand. Just take your time. We're not going anywhere. Amity, oh, sorry. Go on. Starts telling some really relaxing fairy tale, like Hansel and Gretel, but only with the house full of candy and not with the parts at the end. Surprisingly enough, that seems to do the most to get Lillison to, if not relax, then at least become less agitated as her limbs slowly stop tensing and her head lulls back and her breathing evens out a little. Can, can you talk? if it hurts but can you can you understand us yes okay okay that's all just rest it's it's okay it's gonna be okay Uh, Mitran at this point, seeing that it seems that Randian has a bit of a hand on this, is going to excuse himself and step out uh, into the other room to check on Kiva and Esmeralda. Alright. You We're step out into the other room. The door shut. Mm -hmm. uh, over the past hour, I will say, Kiva, you, Esmeralda, and Casimir have each felt gentle nudges against your doors um, a few times uh, for the first 15-30 minutes or so. But then those nudges seem to largely stop. Though Metreon, as you step out into the room, there's a brief moment and then you notice what looks like a faint shimmer of flickering green firelight coming from the base of the shaft. Oh. Does it seem to be coming up the shaft no but it does seem to be a very familiar looking green firelight coming from the room below oh yeah, yeah yeah i remember that one uh i will go up to kiva oi kiva oi did it work yeah 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 did it work uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't hear screaming. Um, 
Listen, there's, uh, and Metron just gestures towards the shaft, the hole in the floor. I think they're back. So whatever we do, we just got to, either you do whatever you did last time, or, or we just got to find another way out. Uh, Kiva just nods and sort of drops her voice a little bit and just goes, um, keep her quiet. If you can, maybe we can move her into one of these other rooms here. Yeah, I think, I think Randy and Emily got this. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, yeah. So it's just gonna be all right. Now, I feel like. I think. Okay, so um, we just have to be very quiet and not be uh, not do anything too crazy, like scream again, and uh, and we'll get out of here. Did you guys? Did you guys know it was behind these doors? I didn't bother dare to look, so um, I'd really like not to find out. Uh, but if the if those the skulls are downstairs, maybe maybe this way is clear. Uh, I really hope so. Agna, if she pushes her ear to the door, would she hear anything? Make a perception check. Another 15. <laughs> you failed to hear anything on the other side. Seems quiet. All right. Um, very, very, very slowly, she's going to crack open the door and look beyond and see if she can see anything. All right. You peer beyond very slowly, looking for any sight of anything on the opposite end. And through the door, you can see faintly in the darkness, now illuminated by the sun sword, I presume, that yep. glazed amber covers the walls of this 20 foot wide, 70 foot long arched corridor. The amber doors at both ends of the hall stand open, and a closed door is in the middle of the east wall, with three arrow slits cut into the wall across from it. Cracks in the black marble floor run the length of the hall. Does she get the sense looking at those arrow slits? Like, can she crawl underneath them? Yeah, you think you could. Alright. Um, does crawling use, like, a different movement speed? Uh, you go at half speed while you crawl. Okay. She's going to um, make sure that she crawls under those arrow slits, but she wants to close those other doors at the other end of the hallway. All right, so, so while you're doing she, that, that uh, yeah, I would say you can start moving in that direction. Uh, while you're doing that, uh, what are uh, uh, Lillison, Deer, and Emity doing? Not much, TBH. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it's just sitting with her, listening to the fairy tale. Alright. With that, Kiva, you slowly crawl on your hands and knees forward up the length of the corridor, ducking below each of the arrow slits in turn. As you approach the opposite end, you see 
a pair of open doors leading to another chamber, and as you peer into the other chamber, you can see here, the walls and ceiling in the eastern portion of this bare stone room have collapsed. To the west and south are open amber doors. In the center of the room is a ten-foot-tall statue of a jackal-headed warrior made of cracked amber. And as you move toward the open doors, it turns to face you and clenches its fists. I will need you to roll initiative, please. Motherfucker, okay. Do we all roll initiative? Uh, just Kiva for now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm watching her in the hallway. I don't know, like, would I see this from where I'm at? I would say you don't see anything yet. But okay. the golem has first go. Right. Yeah, she's she's right in the doorway, so... Certainly hear something if it hits. Anything. You will. She will scream. All right, so with that... She's not raging right now. This is going to suck. She's not raging. <laughs> The golem will turn toward you, and it will extend a hand uh, in your direction. Uh, I will need you to give me a wisdom saving throw, please. Mother trucking bitch, this is gonna hurt. Um, where's my wisdom? Uh, Fourteen. That does not make it, I'm afraid. You watch as this shimmering field of amber light suddenly curls around you, surrounding your limbs and slowing you like molasses, clinging to you each time you try to move. You are slowed. Uh, what this means is you cannot use reactions. Your speed is halved. You can only make one attack on your turn. And you can either make an action or a bonus action on your turn, but not both. So much. Mm -hmm. So great. Uh, and let's see. Very good. Okay. Uh, with that, um, you can make the saving throw again at the end of each of your turns, ending it on a success. Okay. Well, she has enough movement to get close, so she's gonna hit it, I guess, with the sun sword. So, let's go for it, brother. That's a crit! Good so, timing. Um, 28 to hit? I don't know if that hits. Is that- does a 28 hit, Ragnar Marlowe? A 28 will certainly hit. Amazing. So that's 16 radiant damage right off the bat for a little funsies. Um, okay, 16 damage. Count is getting another radiant thingy or no uh what do you mean they're not feeds like, aren't dead. they're not feeds aren't dead okay thank you i have no idea what an amber golem is okay um great so that is that is literally all she can do and she can't even rage so beat the shit out of her uh, okay uh, at this point everyone else uh i would say the three of you can roll initiative okay great uh so you casimir and ez Avenge me! Oop, not with that nine. Oh my god, we got the same initiative, though. Oh my god, we're gonna die at the same time. Oh my god, I love us. 
Okay, uh, Casimir has first initiative. Uh, he instantly jerks up and, and looks at you with horrified eyes. What the hell's going on? No, there's some big-ass thing down there. It's, it's big. It's really big. Shit! Fuck! Uh, he will move toward it, eyes wide. Uh, let me take a look at his spells. I want to see what he can do here. What's the range on this? Alright, alright. Uh, uh, continually cursing to himself, he will... Let me see the casting time. What's the casting time? Cool, one action. Uh, he will raise a hand, spit a word, and immediately... Uh, Two massive panels of stone emerge from the ground, slamming up into the ceiling and walls between Kiva and the golem, obstructing its sight of you and stopping it from moving any closer. He lets his hand drop, breathing hard, his chest heaving. Oh, wait, Shit. I gotta make a wisdom thing. Oh, yes, at right. the end of your turn. Go by all, by all means. Never mind. Just forget I said anything. <laughs> Alright. Uh, shit. Yes. Hold the doors. Kiva, get back here! I can't move. Uh, you can move just at half speed. I know. She's being dramatic. Very fair. Alright. Uh, that is the end of his turn. I will say we are out of combat for the moment. Um, as you pause for a few moments, Esmeralda darting her feet and reaching for her weapons and blurring forward. And she's halfway across the corridor before all four of you realize that the walls seem to be holding and don't seem to be being disturbed. Yeah, uh, Metron will follow after Ez. Yeah. I hate this fucking uh, But he will be running past these arrow slits, uh, not crawling. Alright. that matters. Uh, you can briefly see the temple floor, but you don't see anything beyond that if you glance through them. Uh, and then, yeah, once he gets to her, he's going to start dragging her. Mm -hmm. uh, gotcha. Not. As we'll give you a hand, uh, begin pulling her back away from the yeah, wall of stone that has been left there. To drag me, <laughs> then for me to move. All right, they will pull you back to the starting room. Uh, while this is happening, uh, Erythrindir, Amity, and Lillison, you have heard assorted uh, noises. Earth looks up at Amity, gaze sharp. Uh, shit, do you want to go or shall I? Um. Oh, the only uh, thing, just, you go. Has anyone actually yelled? I mean, Lillison was just screaming. To... No, but other than Lillison, has anyone, like, spoken in a loud voice? No. Alright, in that case, then I would say that Aerith, uh, Lily, and Amity have not noticed this. Wouldn't it be Brad. weird if Kiva was, like. No, I'm sure she's fine. Yeah, they're they're fine out there. We got we got we can only take care of ourselves right now. All right, Esmeralda, her voice hushed, will quietly but firmly close the door. All right, okay. Now we know that that something else is waiting at the other end of this for us. There's Good no to know. There's no place safe here. There's no place safe here. Kazmir, where the fuck is this thing? I don't know, it seems to be some sort of golem, some creation of whatever was here, some sort of guardian, perhaps. I, I'm, I'm not sure. How do we find this thing that you need so we can get out of here? Uh, look, uh, um, I just... 
if if we can take it methodically, work together, some kind of tactical approach, I'm I'm sure that we can find what we're looking for. What does I know that, that we... mean to you? I, I don't know if you've noticed about tactical approaches and us, but um, Lillison just died and came back um, after some sort of tactical approach, and uh, I just tried to close a door and got attacked by a giant ember statue. So maybe, maybe we just need to just find it and get out and not really worry about tactics. He opens his mouth and raises a hand as if to say something. And then just kind of shuts his fingers and just kind of winces. You can tell there's something he really fucking wants to say, but is refusing to allow himself to. Say it. Oh, she just gives say him it. a look. Like, fucking say it. Let's go. Say what's on your mind. I could tell you. I could tell you got something to say. Just stuff. I to said say. that we didn't need to take him on. I said we could just stay behind. I, I respect and I appreciate Anthony for what he did, but it wasn't necessary. We, we could have lingered. We knew that there was something in there. We didn't have to go after him. He wasn't aggressing us. Look. Well, um, that's really something that maybe you should take up with him and not give us an attitude about. I, I ain't... Look, y'all are some fine folks, and, and I can tell you're quite accomplished, but if only we go piece by piece... Look, if you're planning on going against the devil in his castle, you can't just rush in like this. Look, I'm, I'm with the you point, in the Kez. mission. We're not accomplished, all right? We, we did, none of us has to be here. None of us has to do, to do any of this. We're looking to you for guidance here. You're the one who's been here. You're the one who knows what you're looking for. We don't. I've never been beyond the front door. It's close. That's further than any of us have been until today. Look, I, if we can all just get together and, and talk things out, I feel like we'll have a much stronger handle on the situation. Where do we go to talk where we're not going to be attacked by giant statues and big flaming skulls? Because they're back. And uh, Metran points down at the hole. He licks his lips. Uh, could have closed that off, I, uh, but I guess now that's not exactly an option. Um, damn it. Look, let's try to get to the others as quiet as we can and talk things out in a closed, hidden area, alright? As long as I hold that wall up, that thing's not following us. Now, I can let that wall down, if y'all want. I don't, I don't know if it'll pursue us with the doors closed, but if we're hidden in there, maybe we'll have a shot. Keep it up as long as we'll you can. We'll shut the doors. Alright. For the west. So, you go and talk out tactics. I'll go wherever you tell me. Just finish this. Alright, do we want that wall to be permanent? Because if I leave it up the full ten minutes, it's gonna stay there. That we won't be able to go through that door no more. That's fine. That's fine. Figure this out, please. He shakes his head. Right, let, let's let's get inside with the others. All right, and he will, uh, assuming the others don't object, begin moving toward the hidden chamber with with uh, the others. As we'll look to see what the others are doing before following. He was going to stay and keep the door shut. Yeah, Metron's going to follow Kaz. All right. Uh, then the three of you will make your way into the hidden chamber. And uh, Esmeralda will turn toward Kiva. Kiva, I think we should be safe in here. I don't think you can hold that by yourself, especially not if that thing decides to come knocking. It's okay, just come with us. We can talk this out. Kiva gives her a look. And, uh, 
And it's one of those looks that she's scared, but Ez could probably get the sense that she's more scared to go see Lillison than to stay out here. Esmeralda closes her eyes, her shoulders, something. Look. Please, it's going to be okay. Just come inside, alright? It's going to be okay. Kiva um, relents and leaves the door and just walks past her and uh, says, For our sake, I hope you're right. Alright, and as the last two of you enter the hidden chamber, that is where we are going to take our break today. That was fun. Enjoy, enjoy Twitch. Y'all have a jam-packed episode. <laughs> Jesus Lovely. Christ. Who's Jesus Christ? I, 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 it's it's a old. You know what? I don't even have the energy. <laughs> you know who else doesn't have the energy? It's Lillison. But that's a whole different matter. I, oh, that's I, true. I don't have any Jesus energy. Christ, because he also doesn't have the energy. But <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just gonna. And Lillison you know... died for our sin. Just... I did, actually. Thank you, you did. for noticing. Congratulations. How does martyrdom feel? Oh, it feels it feels great. It feels uh, very sweet. Um, it really becomes her, you know. Yeah, uh, I have I have no particular intention to go back for thirds, though. So uh, we're gonna Good. we're gonna Good. get a, can't get do... our shit together and uh, get the ball rolling, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna come back after break as tactical geniuses. <laughs> Let's yeah. try as a mental breakdown. As always, we will pick this back up after a short 15-minute break. So we do hope you enjoy. And as always, we will see you back here soon.